From the brilliant minds of Hipster at Home, you're listening to We Should Start a Band, a podcast about the trials and tribulations of being suitably hipster. Welcome back to We Should Start a Band, where we're not experts, just highly opinionated. I'm Retro Denim Jacket, and I'm joined by Heritage Avocado Toast and Cobra Kombucha. So, today we're discussing opinions on too many food options. So let's open up a diner menu and choose chicken or beef. (laughs) What about pork? Does anyone actually go for pork, though? If you have chicken, beef, or fish, are you really saying you're going to go pork? It depends what the options are. I have pork at home more often, I would say, than out. Yeah. I always think of the options as being not just like diner menus, there's always like Sometimes there's just too many things, but it's when you get like an invitation to something. Yeah. And it used to just be basically, which of these two mains do you want? And now it's like, do you want chicken? Do you want fish? Do you want beef? Do you want vegan? Do you want vegetarian? Do you need the, I don't know, gluten-free, nut-free, all of that. It's like, and I get that a lot of those are, um, there's a lot of allergens and things like that but equally i feel like some of those i guess in my opinion a lot of those can be combined yeah it's like oh would you like meat vegetarian and what are your allergens that's it yes so yeah so your your last option to cater to everything would have no nuts no gluten no meat no sugar no carbohydrates (laughs) it is a bowl of greens a lot of vegan things, I would say, depending on how you do it, you could probably get away with at least not having gluten or nuts. I'd give a, it's a bowl of celery with some uh, peanut butter and cream cheese. It's a mid-afternoon snack. Except that you can't do peanut butter because nuts, and you can't do cream cheese because of lactose, so it's literally just the celery. <laughs> so it's just a bowl of celery. Well, crap. <laughs> with, with heavy carbs. But planes do it too now. I find this... Because if I don't want to have dairy, because, you know, if you're on a few hours of just stuck in a metal tube in the air and you're lactose intolerant and your only option is a closet, like a little cupboard of a bathroom, you just don't really want to go there. Yep. But they kind of stick. It's almost like they go, okay, so we need to take this allergen out. So to compensate, we'll put all the other allergens in. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> because they're like, oh, okay, she doesn't want meat, she's gonna want lasagna. And then you're like, I can't do the lasagna because I'm lactose intolerant. Yeah. I should have brought my own sandwich. Oh, you don't you don't want dairy, you probably would like this to be extremely chili based. Yep. Well, Lord, no, there's not gonna be any other spice in there. Must add peppers. Mm. So is your position then that we should really only have two options on a menu nowadays? And people well, should I do just feel- buck up i think the thing is i'm not saying buck up but what i'm saying is i think there's more ways that we they can be combined i guess for me i'm beginning to feel like when you get an invitation to an event or something like that and there's like 12 options on there at at what point is that too much and then that you know saying that though there's always gonna be people who complain because i went to a birthday party not too long ago and the birthday girl purposely reduced the menu at the restaurant 
So basically, she had booked out a space, mm-hmm. and because she knew she was going to have like 30 people, she, and to make it easier on the wait staff and the kitchen and all of that, they had agreed with the. This happens at a lot of restaurants where they agree to say, like, okay, you'll have a reduced menu. And she had, I think, about three starters and three mains, and people still complained. I was like, that's actually a good, a good selection. There was like a fish, a vegetarian, and a meat. Is that nine combinations? Yeah. My maths are terrible, but I think Wait. that's nine different possible combinations, is it not? I think so, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Times Unless you can get all appetizers or all mains. Well, and which you could have done as well. Well, that expands it considerably. Well, I think that's a reasonable amount for the... Uh, I think when you're going to a big function, it's perfectly acceptable to expect no more than three options. I think that's fine. There's a lot of cooking that has to happen, and it leads to people at the table going, oh, did you get the fish? How's the fish? Oh, I went with the vegetarian option. Blah, 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 blah. It does incite conversation. But yeah, I mean, from the kitchen's perspective, and I've worked at restaurants and stuff before, when you're ordering stuff, it makes it so much easier rather than them having to bulk up their entire menu. They're like, okay, we bulk up on the amount of the beef dish, this chicken dish, and the celery dish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the celery dish. You think Olive Garden has to get in more endless breadsticks when they have big table bookings? I would assume so. Unlimited yeah. breadsticks. I've never actually been to an Olive Garden. <laughs> Are the breadsticks hard? You haven't or been soft? to Taco Bell. You <laughs> no, haven't been to soft. Olive Garden. You haven't been oh. to Cold Stone Creamery. That might that might be a lie. I have but, been oh. to Cold Stone. <laughs> You are missing out on the... Look, so... The breadsticks used to be good, like, in the early 90s, and they've just cratered. Well, okay, okay, you... Yeah? You're doing doing your standard hat thing of disliking everything. (laughs) (laughs) And they had it better back in the day. In fairness, yeah. Many things were. We need to walk uphill both ways. Microwavable gyros Um, have not improved. On shoes that had nails. So. <laughs> <laughs> they were called the, cleats where I was from. <laughs> the. Um, <laughs> yeah, back in my day, in order to make cleats, we had to hammer nails through our own shoes. <laughs> yeah. Those are my track shoes. Thank you very much. <laughs> we've not, in fairness, we've not been to Olive Garden in. A long time. Probably about 15 years at least. Yeah, longer ago than Domino's revamped their recipes. Yeah, because we've been in this country now, we've been in, in the UK for 14 years. And I don't even remember having gone to Olive Garden at any point during university. Uh, like I don't think we did, no. So, yeah, so it's been a while. So we don't actually know if the breadsticks are, are have gotten worse. And I haven't been, so I can't comment on that either. <laughs> <laughs> And having said, you know, I haven't been in a while, I don't remember the mains being anything to, like, write home about. No. Not that they were bad, just that they were... Mediocre? Standard? Yeah. But I do remember very much the salad and breadsticks. And I don't know if you can still do it, but you used to be able to get that as basically your option, if I recall correctly. Maybe for the lunch or something. And they were soft breadsticks, very, like, greasy, salty, garlicky. Like, not super, super garlicky, though. 
Hmm. And then the salad was always really good. That's quite a balance. You know what I miss? And I know this is totally not COVID friendly anymore, but I miss salad bars. I know. Yeah. I do miss. Yeah, I do enjoy salad bars. I think that is one of those things that has. Yeah. I should probably not word it that way. That's probably going to get us like bleeped or something. It's okay. It has gone, gone the way of the dinosaurs post pandemic. Yes. Yes. I'm going to do that hat thing and say that I do not like salad bars. Oh, my God. <sighs> All of the veg there, it's it's never good. It's overwatery. And you get a selection of, like, 18 unidentifiable salad dressings unless they have the little bars beneath them that say what Wait. they are. And even then, you're never sure if they're actually... Oh, no, the they, are, they are identifiable because they always look like... I mean... At a classic American salad bar. There's like seven white, white, there's like seven white dressings and they all are creamy white with black flecks. Ranch. Creamy white with black flecks. Creamy white with blackish flecks. Caesar. Creamy white with black flecks. (laughs) (laughs) Boom, boom, boom. Rest, the defense rests. Actually, oh my Caesar is a little more yellow. But like, wait! But it's not just iceberg lettuce. At a good salad bar, you have options of a romaine or a spinach. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I like the Pizza Hut pizza bar. I like a salad bar. Can we just admit that the lettuce is really just there as a very light base over the plate to pretend <laughs> that it's still a salad. Yes, so that you can toss lots and lots of craisins on top and really just have a bowl full of craisins with a little bit of dressing. Yeah, just just go in with like a, an absolute crap ton of tomatoes and croutons. And feta cheese. Coat that in blue cheese. And people always want to mm. put like, I don't know, the cubed ham containers that are there. But it's not even cubed ham. It's like cubed and then like cubed cubed. They're tiny. They're like smaller than raisin cubes. Why are you putting that on your salad? Oh. Oh, the... um Bacon bits? Yeah. <laughs> we have been married yeah. for a while. <laughs> I like the sprinkling Man, motion that you made to explain them. <laughs> I know our listeners won't get to see that, but it was pretty epic. So would you... Cons- would you consider a salad bar one item or too many items on the menu? It's one item. You can have too big a salad bar, though. Yes. Because it's one item, but it's like your item is a Walmart. <laughs> you can end up at a salad bar that essentially should just become a buffet, and you should just take everything else off the menu, because the other thing is that you need to get back to your table to eat whatever <laughs> you've ordered. But you're stuck behind 20 people who can't make a decision at the salad. Oh, that is frustrating. Yeah. Same with buffets. Yeah. Yeah. Look, either you want the glazed chicken wings or you want the crab leg. But at least with a buffet, you recognize that the food that you need to eat is arriving with you. Not, well, now my food's at the table getting cold because this person can't decide which version of egg they want on this. I concur. Accurate. Yeah, you can just have too many. It, it's... God damn it. Someone's mowing their lawn. <laughs> God, I hate suburbia. We're just having another loud episode. Sorry. <laughs> suburbia. Lawn mowing is seriously one of the top three worst noises in the world for me. I hate it. You can't control it. It fades in and out as they get farther away and then they come back. 
and then you think they're done and they're not. Oh, it's awful. It de- it depends for me because some some lawnmowers are just obnoxious. This one is obnoxious. It sounds like a wind tunnel. Ah, uh, you got somebody with the power chopper five thousand. Um, but I think they're doing some. I think they're doing some edging as well, which is always a fun noise. Yes, that's it's that's what I was gonna say. It's it's the ride on ride on mowers. I'm not keen on. I think it's that as well. And yeah, and weed whackers. Edging's fun for some. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. Weed whackers. Oh, I have a question. <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> okay. I think it's called a strimmer here. This has nothing to do with the topic, but someone uh, pointed it out to me the other day that I use scratch and itch interchangeably. Yes. My mom does as well. So is that a thing? I'm assuming cold brew kombucha, you do it because you are obviously grew up in the same family. Yeah, you scratch a bug bite or you can itch a bug bite. Yeah, okay. Hat, do you do that as well? No. But I do think you can have an itch and you can like itch something like a verb. But I think you can only scratch. I don't think scratch can be <laughs> a noun in that sense. I think it can be I have a scratch. Well, now I might be talking myself out of this. Well, a scratch, if you if you have a scratch, isn't the same as having an itch. But I would say that you can itch or scratch something that itches. <laughs> <laughs> well, research department has uh, searched for the definition of itch. A noun is an uncomfortable sensation on the skin that causes exactly. a desire to scratch. <laughs> but then again, you can't use itch in the definition, so that doesn't necessarily solve it. And then verb, to be the site of or cause an itch. That bite itched okay, so like maybe crazy. we use it wrong. It's not we, saying you can itch. Well, add that to the uh, <laughs> words you use wrong. But this is only one one verb use, you know? Yeah, sorry, this came up because I thought about it because of sprinkled cheese, because we are talking about salad bars, and that's just the way my mind works. Salad bars make you itchy? In case, I don't, we've talked about sprinkled cheese before on the, on, on the podcast, briefly, right? yes. Are you talking the dried sprinkled cheese, or the, the, the wet ones in the bag that's more like shredded grated cheese? No, she usually, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you guys say sprinkle cheese, you usually mean like the shaker. Yes. The dry shaker. Okay. We didn't actually have a shaker growing up. We had a 70s Tupperware tub and you used a spoon with it, but we always Mm -hmm. called it sprinkle cheese because it could be Romano, it could be Asiago, it could be Parmesan rather than saying everything's Parmesan. It was like the dry powder versus... Yeah. Like yeah. shredded or uh, or grated over top. We did shred it as well. My dad would just shred it into the Tupperware container. So That's not sprinkle cheese, though. But would you still call that sprinkle cheese? Yeah. I don't know. That's shredded or grated cheese. No, because that's shredded cheese. But it's Yeah, like, that's shredded or grated. But, like, I think of the shred... Not grated, but, like, the shredded as a sprinkle cheese as well, because it usually comes in the container in which you sprinkle... <laughs> But you sprinkle that with your fingers, whereas the powder, the sprinkle cheese, you are sprinkling straight out of the container or off the spoon. You're not using your fingers. So we didn't we didn't tend to use the the powdery shaker cheese 
all that often in our house. That was it was usually in the fridge, but I think it just lived there. We had a green one. Yeah. I don't I don't remember it coming out that often. But I do know that when Retro Time Jacket, your family would come over if we were doing any sort of pasta. I think that's why my mom used to buy it because I remember it being like, oh, well, they're going to want sprinkle cheese. Yes. I. But we. the hilarious thing is that we never had that type in the fridge. We just had this 70s yeah, the Tupperware. large Tupperware that looks like basically like what you would put a body butter in and then use yeah. a spoon in that. What is a body butter? Yeah. Where's my, like the tub. Like a tub of lotion. Yeah. What? Oh, you're not talking about dairy butter. <laughs> no, we're not talking about dairy butter. Oh, I was like, yeah. Whereas my my dad preferred like the, you know, get like the triangle of hard cheese and grate it. Yeah, because we actually did have like a mini version of one of those little like spinner graters. Uh-huh. My dad just used to like stick his in the food. He'd buy the wedge, stick it in the food processor, and then dump all of that into the container. Well, no, because that dries it out. I don't, don't, don't. We went through it quite quickly, to be honest. It's sprinkled. You've turned it into sprinkle cheese. It's not. It's lost some of its inherentness. <laughs> it's fine. You've tried. You've turned it into the dried, the dried out. No. So maybe <laughs> sprinkle cheese is just dried out cheese. Sprinkle cheese yeah. reacts differently with the tomato sauce. It does something special. Yeah, gritty. Whereas if you put shredded cheese over top you can still tell that there's delicious legitimate cheese there but the sprinkle cheese kind of melds with it and makes a different like what's that colloid it's basically just salt crystals <laughs> okay well regardless i just is spaghetti sauce a colloid <laughs> i don't know research department you think do you think anyone has re- i don't know what's the definition of a colloid is spaghetti healthy <laughs> is spaghetti italian is spaghetti? I think you're looking for tomato sauce, by the way. Oh, you're right. Or marinara. You're right. You're right. You could get um, grated cheese at your salad bar. I love how this has now become a discussion about salad bars. But it was always <laughs> super. It was always dried out. It and it was pretty much always orangey cheddar. Yeah, I don't know why it was the orangey cheddar because that stuff is nasty. No, I did like the crumbly blue cheese. If you went to a a, a salad bar that had that, that was a if you yeah. went to a really bougie one, the usually the ones that had spinach, they also had feta. Because I'm not a huge mm-hmm. blue cheese fan, but I will eat so much feta. Oh, I would judge a, a salad bar on its blue cheese dressing, though. Uh, I want that, like, overly sweet vinegary crap. I want blue cheese dressing that basically just tastes like the cheese. Yeah. Yeah, no vinegar. It should be smooth. And it has chunks of cheese in it. Mm-hmm. It appears most sources are saying it's a, it's a suspension. That makes sense. Oh, okay. But apparently quite a lot of people have um, researched this. Have looked this up? (laughs) (laughs) The world needs to know. But yeah, back to chicken or beef. I mean, if if you're at a restaurant, I think if the menu is more than front and back side of a single menu, it's too big. Yeah, you almost have to get to like... You go to a restaurant. It does seem to be chain restaurants that do this more, I think, Mm. than... Smaller restaurants, which makes sense because you're not going to want to have too many options for your chef to deal with. But yeah, you basically have to narrow down the section before you even get into what's in the like you want, like, like maybe six appetizer choices, maybe 12 to 18 mains, depending on how big of your selections and then 
maybe six desserts or something. Maybe four desserts. And then a selection of bespoke whiskeys or wines or whatever your angle is for the restaurant. Mm. Yeah, and for food, I don't want any menu that's more than appetizer, main, dessert. Like, I don't need it to be six different things. Because then I get confused, like, separating sandwiches or whatever, and then I'm, like, looking through the menu, and if I miss one of the things, suddenly I can't find what I want. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, and also, if you're trying to, if you're trying to choose a place, you know, and you are walking down the road and you look at the menu when it's up, I don't want to be, I get, like, self-conscious standing there reading through it. Yes. Um, And because I'm dyslexic, I don't read very fast. So what? Whatever you you have right of way. People behind you have to yield. I know, but I just I don't I don't like doing that. So if I can't, if it's too much for me to read, you need to you need to read these. You need to read the outdoor menus like you take a turn when driving, just with wanton <laughs> abandon, and just do it. Just yeah, just just go for lean it. Lean into it. Lean Screech in hard. Those tires. But. I, um, hey, I've never screeched the tires. That is a lie. (laughs) (laughs) We have never rolled or had an accident, which is the important part. I don't think I've ever screeched the tires. I'm staying out of this one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, never rolled, had an accident. I'm pretty sure it was in the gray trooper, I think. Or the the maroon one. Oh, well, okay. That thing just screeched for funsies. I mean, you turned, you turned the wheel and it sounded like a creaking ship. <laughs> has character. It had character. <laughs> Sorry, I, uh, the menu. Back to the menu. I was I was pretty sure that I was going to end up like those cartoons where all the bits of the car fall off, and eventually the cartoon characters just like sat in the air holding the wheel. Yep, that's what that car felt like. As the like cars, mm. uh, the tires bounce down the highway. As everything else falls away from it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, if it's got, if I'm trying to choose a restaurant. And there are too many options on the menu that I'm looking at as like the, I'm, I'm looking to see what you offer. If it's too big, I'm going to just go, oh, this is too much. And I'm going to move on. Yep. However, that being said, if you don't have anything on there, I'm also going to move on. So all of those like, this is just a sample menu, or we offer things such as, because that feels so vague to me. It's a trick. Yep. And I'm a, I'm adventurous, but I want to kind of I kind of want I do want to know what I'm in for. Yeah. No, I want the availability at the front of the restaurant to be able to read through the full menu. Like, don't shortchange your customers for what you offer, because you're yeah. just gonna have them walk away. However. With that said, you don't want a huge menu. And the beauty of not having a large menu is that you can sub stuff in and out. Mm-hmm. You don't have to stick to having a regular menu. And I am all for the the specials of the day being handed to me once I've already sat down. That's like, oh, I didn't know this was going to be here. But don't yes. give me a, a sample thing because the sample menu, if I, I look at that and go, oh, this looks nice. And it has happened to me. Too many times. I think this is why. I've been burned too many times with this. I look at the <laughs> sample menu. I think I've got to read for what the style is, what kind of things they offer. And then the menu I'm handed when I get there is nothing like the sample menu. And there is nothing on that menu that I actually want. It's the worst. Yep. And then I feel tricked. Yep. It's actually the worst. Quick segue about the special menu. 
I cannot recall a time in my 30 years of existence where I <laughs> where I have ordered anything from a special menu. I have. A lot of people do. I have sometimes gotten just, whatever. I feel like they try too hard with the specials. It's too much. Yeah. I, I will order something from the from the specials if it's essentially seasonal. Mm. So if it's something that it's like autumn and it's a game dish. So obviously they can't put that on the main menu because it is a seasonal thing or, you know, a certain type of fish that they don't get all the time. Something like that I'm more likely to get than if it feels like they've basically overdone a chicken. <laughs> The special is uh, duck a l'orange, a la cranberry, a la foie gras. <laughs> it's too much. Yeah. Just say it's duck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I just don't need that many options. Chicken trussed up and rolled out. <laughs> we going to talk about dressing turkeys again? Because that was a lengthy conversation. <laughs> uh, now Shout out to our yeah, Thanksgiving mental episode. Image. Duck dressing. Yeah. Mental image of a turkey in a dress now, but... <laughs> Dancing the night in a way. Is that a debut album? Turkey in a dress now? Turkey in a dress. <laughs> um, the sandwiches I, is a good point. Because a lot of menus, yeah. especially in, in the US, they'll have like 20 options for sandwiches, 20 options for burgers, 20 different types of chicken burger sandwiches. This is this is too many sandwiches. I would say at the with burgers especially... Mm. People love doing the whole range of burgers. Even if it's not a bur- if you're a burger place, fine, go with it. That's your thing. No, that's fine. Yeah, it's the like the variety the variety hour restaurants. But if you also then have a bunch of other stuff, and then you've got like tw- you know twelve or more burgers, and they're all weird, fancy things. At that point, just put a burger. A chicken burger, a veg burger. Here are the toppings you can add. Yeah, I like that better. I don't need to know that you've put avocado and turkey bacon and chipotle mayonnaise <laughs> and applewood smoked cheddar. Yeah. Thought I was going to say my brother there. Um, and <laughs> all of that and then called it the, you know, hoedown or whatever. Just... I just want a burger and I will put the toppings on that I want. Yeah. And like, if you're a place and you do a side of bacon, it doesn't, you don't need to do a, a bacon burger on the menu. If someone no. really wants it, they can order bacon and put it on the burger themselves. And have you ever noticed too, that it's never priced the same adding the bacon yourself versus getting the bacon burger? Like what, what, yeah. who are you fooling? We can all do the math. Yeah. Well, similar to not letting adults get the the child portion sizes. That has always bugged me. As someone who does not eat a lot in one sitting, I don't understand why it's so 
taboo for me to order something from the kids menu and as well as sometimes you just want chicken tenders and that's not on say, the adult menu you also you also have much simpler taste in a lot of foods so it I, would make sense you know maybe you don't want the duck orange you just want the duck chicken or the duck tenders you'd want the, the bland menu duck tenders sounds delicious why are duck tenders not a thing yeah duck tenders uh, need to be no. a thing it'd be considerably more expensive than the point of chicken tenders. I don't care. I want duck tenders. I'm making duck tender. Which, in addition to being fun finger food, is cheaper. <laughs> I don't understand why that has to be a thing, though. Like, I, if I want chicken tenders, I'm eating chicken tenders not because they're cheap, but because I want chicken tenders. So why wouldn't you give me more options of types of chicken tenders? Same reason they don't give a young a dis- the young a discount to travel on uh, public transit. You're of age where you should be paying full price for something. Oftentimes, kids take up more space. I'm sorry. I don't get this whole, like, well, kids, you know, should get a discount. Because, I mean, yes, food-wise, kids often eat less. Not always, though, you know, like our nephew. Um, (laughs) But when it's like, oh, a kid's ticket, they're they're still taking up a seat the same way an adult would be taking up a seat. It's not like you can use that headspace they didn't take up. And half the time, they aren't actually on the seat. They're like sprawled on it and kicking the person across from them and reaching over their seat and taking up about three times the amount of space that an adult would take if they sat in that same seat. It's true. I frequently see like a kid that will be taking up two chairs instead of one because they have their one chair and then the chair next to them is for coloring or their iPad or their stuffed animal because it needs its own chair or its imaginary friend or their feet. The amount of times I've not been able to sit on somewhere in the tube because a parent is not stopping their child from essentially kicking the whoever sits next to them or that they have to get up, get down, get up, get down, get up, get down. Like... No. You sit down, you put your butt on the chair in the appropriate manner that God intended, and you leave it there. Portable vinyl turntable, one of the things we do use with him is put your butt on the chair. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, with you, it was both butt cheeks on the chair. It was both butt cheeks on the chair. We do not use that with him, which is great because saying both butt cheeks on the chair is rather embarrassing in public, and I'm not really sure why my parents put up with it. Mainly because you used to just chair hover. I I just, I always sit weird. You I were that child. I have a tendency to sit on my legs or cross them or double cross them. Like, I, my, they're double crossed right now. Well, no, but you were that child who was always sitting like you might have to get up right away. Could be an emergency. You never know. Yeah. Got to spring an action. <laughs> yeah. But um, speaking of... The- you never know when something's going to hit. What was weird is that I remember they would always make a big deal about you and um, Applewood smoked flannel and how he was more active than you. And yet, when he was sitting down for food, generally he would sit down for food, whereas you were the one who was hovering like you might have to get up and play with a toy. But that makes sense. He's more of a Hoover eater, and you're more of a... mm, Picky's the wrong word, but slower, more particular. Grazer. Yeah. 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 Because that's the thing. You'd come over, sit, put like half a butt on the chair, have a couple bites, get up and go do something Mm. else. 
Yeah. But back to restaurant chairs. That hasn't changed. I'm 30 <laughs> now, and that hasn't changed. But back to restaurant chairs. Like, <laughs> the restaurant's already, it's got a, a set number of tables, and they have to purchase, or handcraft, if they're bougie, enough chairs to fit the amount of people that are going to come and sit there. But then for kids, they have to buy and store child, child seats. Oh, a booster. For that to happen. So, if anything, yeah. if anything, they should charge the child a surcharge just to come in to cover the cost of that chair (laughs) (laughs) do you remember that you used to be able to get like a booster chair so if they weren't a baby who would go in a high chair yeah but they were too little to be able to actually reach the table you get a Mm -hmm. booster yeah now i have to admit i don't go out with a lot of kids but with the one that I do go out with. <laughs> um, maybe it's just the types of places we go, but I don't feel like we've ever run into the offer of a of a booster. No. When we've been out with her and her parents. She's never needed one. And, well, no, she doesn't. I mean, she tends to sit on her knees, but if she sits on her butt, she doesn't quite reach the table. But yeah, I wonder if that's still offered. As a thing. I also feel bad because places obviously have a limited amount of child-friendly seating options. And you never know when you're going to have more children than available seating. Yeah. I, I've seen it happen before. It it does occasionally happen where they just don't have enough seats. Why aren't there more travel booster seats? Because I feel like every yeah. single one I see is like a really hefty thing, like the bumbo chair or... Yeah. The, like, they don't need to be that big, do they? Yeah, the one we had as kids, I think, was smaller and much easier to just strap in. Because I remember it could be used on flights, it could be used on... In restaurants, it could be used on... Like, in the car, on a train. It fit more places. Yeah, I feel like it should be something collapsible. Like, um, almost like a beach chair where it turns into a backpack oh i see what you're saying trademark (laughs) yeah i was gonna say nobody steal that idea that's our idea (laughs) we might have confirmation from the parents as to whether booster seats in restaurants are a thing in the uk oh have you asked them that was a quick poll i have and someone has been typing for quite a while (laughs) first he took the piss out of me and now i think he's giving an actual answer (laughs) watch (laughs) i I believe some might. I've only seen it a handful of times. So I'm going to go with not common. Not really. Not common. And just in case anybody is wondering, that's the Cardiff crew chiming in, uh, the husband of non-gender specific plaid. Thank goodness for having kiddos. I really I really feel like their kid needs a better name than just Spawn, which was the name they originally chose for her. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not wrong. It's going to be rough at school. <laughs> Yeah. So going back to the smaller options on on menus, one thing I miss is when you could get the half sandwich and like a cup of soup. Oh, I oh, love yeah. lunch good option. Sando and soup, soup and combo. a sandwich. Mm-hmm. But that was usually a whatever the soup of the day was. Mm-hmm. I'll have the soup du jour. And the the most you would get option wise would be like a creamy soup or a broth based soup. Yep. 
I miss soup du jour. I feel like not enough people have that back on their menu. It must have been yeah. like nice and easier for the kitchen. They could use whatever. And like that for that kind of stuff, they usually do use whatever's in season. So yep. you have a better chance of getting something that is really tasty. They're not just forcing a chowder or a chicken noodle on you. But that was also an option. That combination was one of those things that gave you more options without having too many options. Because mm-hmm. you could have yeah. just a, a you know five max sandwiches. Even that might be a bit much. But and then a creamy soup or a broth based soup, and you just say like half a sandwich, cup of soup, done. There's only well, I've got two things to say. The first is, uh, lost it. It's gone. Do you have the second thing at least? <laughs> oh, much, <laughs> much <laughs> too many choices. <laughs> yes, too many choices. Much like the specials, I, I can't recall ever actually getting the soup du jour. I just there's something about I only want to order what's on the main menu. And I don't want all these extra options. I just want what you normally do. <laughs> wow. I would if it was the soup and sandwich. Yeah. The one person I know who always orders the soup du jour is my dad. I'm not really sure why, but he just is there for whatever soup is there that day. That's fine. Uh, there's only three soups I think I'm getting at a restaurant. It's going to be French onion, mm-hmm. lobster bisque, yep. or mm-hmm. clam chowder, creamy. I will get a tomato soup. Not at a restaurant. At home, oh, no, I can I would. do that. I would get a tomato soup at a restaurant. I do like a good uh, wild rice and chicken. I was about to say, oh. um, I remember there being a wild rice soup I hate rice in Minnesota in that I really liked when, we would go, when I would go to camp. Rice in soup is no. However, if you're going to go to Korea and you're going to get the rice on the side and the soup and then mix the two, that's fair game. <laughs> so I think what you're having issue with is when rice sits in soup too long, like when a noodle sits Could in be. soup too long and it starts to get too porous. But he also doesn't like things like congee and no, I uh, don't um, porridge. So I was about to say it, it sounds like it's another one of those vaunted rice pudding uh, exceptions to my rules again. But maybe this one is just a rule in itself. Maybe this isn't an exception because I forgot about not liking congee as well. So that's consistent. Yeah. I don't like the consistency of it. I like it. But yeah, wild rice soup, tomato soup, That's and onion soup. Wild rice, beef, barley, Italian wedding, anything like that is too much like school soup, school lunch soup. Oh, no, I don't. Yeah, beef and barley and Italian wedding, like, I agree, way yeah. too much like school soup. Yeah, I can't do those. Oh, you mm-hmm. know what I do love soup-wise? If you can get it at a good, good deli, matzo ball soup. Don't think I've ever had it. It's so easy to go wrong, though. It's sort of like I was about to say to Hat's comment about bisque. I I won't order bisque if, like, if I look at the menu and go, this is not a place that can handle bisque. Well, seafood, yes. like a seafood restaurant, at least, we're talking. Oh, yeah. Or fine yeah. dining establishment that doesn't specifically focus on shellfish. Uh, yeah, I'm still, I'm trusting, I'm trusting Gordon Ramsay's bisque is what I'm saying. Even if it's a steakhouse. Because I trust the the chef, you know what I mean? A cup of clam chowder used to be one of my go-to things when we live, like, in Connecticut or when we go to visit grandma. What's your favorite thing to put in it? Or nothing? Oh, those little oyster crackers. Oyster crackers. So we we used to have these big ones. They were, like, hard balls. (laughs) That's oyster crackers. And then the more traditional small hexagon ones. I like the big ones as well. I like them big. 
I like the hexagon ones. I don't mind the ball ones. Saltines are good, too, but I prefer an oyster cracker. Yeah. Mm, Yeah, saltines, not so much. I like saltines on their own. I prefer saltines in, like, chicken, chicken broth. Yeah, but the saltines just soak in, they turn mushy too fast, whereas the oyster crackers seem to have some... Integrity. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. So I like yeah. I like mushy saltines in a broth, but I don't like mushy rice in a broth. <laughs> well, and that's found why, like, the wild rice versus the regular rice is the yeah. wild rice also has the integrity. Holds its, yeah, it holds its firmness. Wild rice has integrity. That's a debut album. <laughs> <laughs> it was wild rice and mushroom. That's what it was. Oh, uh, that checks for you. Honestly, that sounds like that checks all your boxes. Mm-hmm. I might be tempted. You know the broth that they will cook the mussels in? And then you're yeah. left with the wine or the tomato base at the bottom. If they put that in a soup, I might get that with some bread. Oh, that's true. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I do tend to eat that or drink but Sometimes that. it's too much left over. So if they just cut back on that and instead give you a little cup on the side or something. So, you know those meals... And this is, I feel like, a whole nother topic in its own. So it might be something we need to circle back to at some point. I know we have a lot of those um, listeners. I really need to go through and figure out what they are so that we can get back to all the ones we keep promising. But the type of meal where whatever is sort of like they keep using bits of the thing in the next bit. So if you had your mussels and your you know, whatever the broth or liquid at the end is. And then the next course use that. I'd be, yeah, they should be doing that. It's also more green that way because you're not wasting food. Oh, I thought you meant like one of those forever stock things where they, they the same bowl of soup has been cooking for 30 years. They just Oh, no, I don't mean like we're not going like properly medieval. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the sort of they cook a chicken and then that same chicken is in like every different dish you know i i saw a reputable youtube video about how the the medieval period never happened good lord (laughs) oh dear so (laughs) are we gonna have a conspiracy theory episode or just break them i think we're gonna conspiracy theory episodes i don't know because the thing is i feel like hat just has to have a conspiracy theory almost in every episode just pop up randomly that, Mm -hmm. that sounds like a conspiracy theory you just made up is it though if it keeps happening i'll tell you what keeps happening is my camera keeps disconnecting yes it well does. we are um i mean there's probably a few bits that we're gonna cut but we are now an hour of actual recording time so. you're an hour of actual recording time oh thanks Ooh. are we wrapping up then it sounds like yeah it sounds like we prefer a more dedicated focused menu than one that's yeah. all over the place yes and like I think that what we're saying is too many options spoils the experience. Yeah. I also think at like a all you can eat buffet, there can be too many things. Not that, Oh for sure. Not that oh, you necessarily 100%. want to choose one of everything, but that when they don't focus on certain things, I feel like the quality suffers. Uh, t- sort of um jack of all trades, master of none type of thing. Yeah. So why yes. am I paying you twelve quid? And I do think that that's what you see from the chain restaurants versus focused smaller restaurants that they do a few things and they do them really, really well Hmm. versus, you know, something where we're going to offer 
all these different options because, you know, we're, I don't know, Olive Garden or Charlie Brown's or whatever. And therefore, we do know that we need to cover a wider range of clientele. But equally, that is, I find those types of things too. And this is probably a bit of city privilege. (laughs) A restaurant that has that many options is usually somewhere where there aren't a lot of other restaurant options. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Don't want to be too harsh on... Yeah, areas where like, the, the options just they're literally not there in which case thinking about the whole Applebee's from walking down the street and I'm not sure if I want this restaurant so I look at what the menu says out front you can really only do that in towns with decent main streets and cities because otherwise you, you can't you know read the outside menu then hop in your car and drive down the road and see whether or not there's another place that you want to go to whereas here we can walk down the street and we've got you know, Mediterranean, French, two types of Italian, one that specializes in just pizzas, Vietnamese, Thai, two types of Chinese, depending on which section of China you want, like just in two blocks. So I do think that if they were to do really massive, like any of them did really massive menus, it would just, you would just go, nope, and move on to somebody who specializes more. Versus if you're, say, out, you know, where Heritage Avocado Toast grew up, where you have to drive, you know, 40 minutes to get to a restaurant. Yeah. Hey, guys, welcome back to Arisa Start a Band. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Do y'all have any final thoughts now that it's running? Uh, no, I don't think so. For listeners, just in case you missed any of that, we were making fun of Retro Dime Jacket because her recording went weird and she sounded like a chipmunk. You know what? <laughs> I sound dang good as a chipmunk. <laughs> now, which which of the chipettes do you do you most identify with? I don't even know their names. Yeah, I don't know their names. Do you know their so names? So anyway, yeah, he does. So I used so, to. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Brittany, Jean- Brittany, Jeanette, and Eleanor. Oh my god. Alright then. Um, I, I believe Brittany is the lead, kind of like a Britney Spears. Jeanette is the Simon corollary with the glasses. Eleanor was the and Eleanor was the green one. I don't think she liked food like Theodore did, though. But she's clearly but they the did, Theodore They title. did make her chubby. Yeah. With with two... There was, there was the pretty skinny one, the, the tall, nerdy one, and the short, chubby one. Yeah. Because... You know, typecasting chipmunks. Anyway. Hot take. I feel the chipette musics were better than the chipmunk songs. I feel like you've said this before. Well, stand by it. Yeah, stand by, listeners. Maybe we'll have this argument <laughs> Oh my <later>. gosh. <laughs> People also ask, what is the name of the fat girl chipmunk? <laughs> Told you. Told oh, you. That's just terrible. Are the chipmunks and chibettes siblings or dating? That I is think a very good either question. they're children. <laughs> they're siblings. They're like litter mates. Doesn't matter. They're children either way. I feel like they did <laughs> put a little bit of sexual tension in that that in that show, though. Regardless, oh, Jesus. Oh, now that we've made this, am I wrong? <laughs> okay. Sorry. What did you? Say? I missed it. <laughs> uh, just have to listen later. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Should we do 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 out of here? <laughs> yes, I do. It's ooh, yes, I think it's that time. <clears throat> so Tur- now that we turn tail and run. Oh, good God! Um, yes, absolutely. Mute him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so now that we've made some choices, checked some boxes on some invitations, it's uh, time to finally put our order and uh, maybe finish our meal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Check, turn please. some tail and run. <laughs> Dear God. Nice. <laughs> Made it. Just to make Hat happy. Um, oh, no. <laughs> so, thanks if he for was listening. our server, I would not leave him a tip. Well, Ooh. no, never. Not like always tip your waiter. <laughs> Or, or Even server, if they make whatever. terrible, uncomfortable uh, <laughs> I don't care. They're trying to, at least if they're in the U.S., live off oh, of yeah. tips. Yeah, I was going to say. Even if they not. show up to your table with nuts in their mouth? Wow. Okay. Yep. Anyway. Um, so, if you like what you're hearing, not this particular part, but hopefully earlier, uh, leave us a rating and follow us. If you're looking for more content or merch... Uh, check out the blog, Hipster at Home. Woohoo! I can't even say it. Hipsteratome.co.uk. <laughs> and we will be with you next time. Happy Eats. Oh, that was your bye. Yep. That's what I'm okay. going with this bye. week. <laughs> bye now. can't outro we can't intro we can't middle i i'm just struggling today we can't tro no tros for us no troing